A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Goldstein. And I'm the Oysters Rockefeller of this podcast. Ooh. I just watched the Oysters Rockefeller Bar Rescue episode, so I'm all gross. Gross, What is (laughs) Oysters Rockefeller? Yes. Oh, they're oysters. They're like baked with usually cheese and herb and maybe maybe some spinach, I think. Um, Yeah. That's my song by rescue. They're um <laughs> very hearty. Yeah. Kind of decadent. I don't know. Del- yeah. De- decadent and on the bar hot. rescue, were they like, this is what we're gonna do to save the bar? Or were they like a oysters Rockefeller pre and then John Taffer was like, no nah. oysters. <laughs> I would- this is what I would imagine would be the second one. They they didn't they weren't doing oysters, even though the the word oysters was in their restaurant name. And they were like, well, why aren't you serving oysters? (laughs) Same with daiquiri. They had like oysters and daiquiris in their name. And they're like, you have neither. So like, that's kind of weird. 
So then a celeb chef came on and showed them how to do oysters Rockefeller. So there was no shady oysters on that episode. There's, of course, the seafood compilations are some of the best because it's just so easy to make it make it nasty. I can I can mess with the oysters Rockefeller, but I'd prefer the raw. And even last night I had some escargot and it was like um, presented it what they weren't in the shell. They were in like a Rockefeller breadcrumb crust, which I'm not, I'm not sure if it was like a supply chain thing where like, oh, we, we only have shellless snails at this moment. <laughs> so we're going to like bake and cheese them up, which was fine, but definitely my, a different approach. My favorite oysters are also raw, but I'm also, I am finding I don't really love them cooked. I don't like the big ones. I like like little small, small ones mm-hmm. and I like them briny and but I do love char grilled or like anything they do with them in New Orleans. I'm I'm down with, but otherwise I don't know. I I like oysters Rockefeller. It's a fun steakhouse um order. I feel like, mm-hmm. um and decadent. I feel like Pisces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's fun to it's fun to look up those. I feel like this happens a lot too because I was at, I was also at Musso and Frank's last night. So it's like yeah. you know you get that like when was this invented? You know like what what's the origin story of the the Cobb salad or, you know, I always get the lobster thermidor. Have you guys ever had a lobster thermidor? Oh my God. I love, I love the lobster thermidor. It's on, it's a, it's an unheard of, like no one serves. I th- I've only found it at Musso and Frank's, um, which if you don't know, it's an over hundred year old steakhouse, you know, Hollywood, you've probably seen it in movies. They have little Butler <laughs> looking servers who wear red suits. It's a great time, but I got the lobster thermidor, which is like a baked lobster with like cognac, brandy, cream. You know, it's just the, the creamiest lobster you could ever have. But it was from the 1800s. Some Because a lot oh. of the times you'll be surprised, like these things that sound like old and decadent. And then it's like, no, it was invented in the 50s in Florida. But then sometimes it will be like, no, this is actually from the 1800s. And from after a French play, the chef just whipped this up back there. I Yum. love any food and I feel like oysters Rockefeller is one too where we're stuffing it back into the thing it came from. A lobster thermidor yes. goes back into the shell. Grill it, bring it yeah. back in. She's a creamy, creamify it, bake it. It's a double baked potato version seafood. <laughs> Yum. Mm-hmm. Oh, we should, so sh- <laughs> we should go to a shuck- I am too. That's why I brought I'm also hungry. <laughs> we should go to a shuck your own oyster place or something. I've never had cool. oysters. What? It's I the feel season. like I bring this up every time where I'm okay. like, and it's like not the yeah. not the season. It's like not one that I know enough about to go on my own, but I know I trust the palates of those who like them. And I am certainly not opposed to trying them. You just know. You know my eating stuff. Capricorn. Yeah, we'll we'll take you. We'll just we'll hold our hands. We will go. I've been to one Chuck Your Own place in Washington, but I believe there's some in like Ventura and Santa Barbara. So we'll okay. there's we'll also Chuck. a really cool sorry, my dog's losing it. Um can you pick it from a, the top? There's also a really cool just not Chuck Your Own, but like seafood tower oyster spot that I know that um is really really fun that we can mm, go to oh a tower okay. oh a tower uh, there's tower. this there's this i think is it rachel antonoff yes there's this dress i've been dying i don't know if you know this designer but rachel antonoff has these like seafood tower dresses and like t- um like mock turtlenecks and like also dresses that were like have like sardines and stuff it's just very like euro 
seaside. Oh God, I got to get to the South of France. But if anyone like wants to like give me their seafood tower dress. Is this a Italian tablecloth seafood tower? Yes, it's like blue. It's like a blue, blue and white checker dress. And then there's also this like mock. I might get the mock turtle because the seafood tower dress has been sold out for a long time. But then. Then there's also, I just chatted at the group, um, like the seafood tower, uh, turtleneck thing. Anyways, it's just real, real cute and very, very fitting for the Pisces. Time. We need to go on like a cancer moon, you know, and really dig into our, our shell. I love it. And it does make you horny. I think, I think that oysters okay. actually do make you horny. And uh, I people most of the time, I think oysters, cause I had to bring my husband onto oysters. He was a late bloomer with it. And I think because the idea is like, well, if you're not going to get full, like there's this like, this is not a value. It's like same mm-hmm. with shrimp cocktail. You're like, I'm paying $18. Like, is this worth it? And it's like, some things are just the experience and it's get fries, you know, like, like let's, we, we can, yeah. but we can fill ourselves, but no, you're not going to go and only get oysters. Like That's unless you're going for a happy point, hour. That is a, a good point about distinguishing between like the experience and uh getting like how are we how are we deciding the value of the meal? Is it the you know delicacy and the experience and the in season? This is a moment, which is also very like Piscean to me, mutable. Um mm-hmm. or versus like, are we trying to get full? And I think right. that that is hard to weigh out sometimes mm-hmm. like oysters to me don't satiate i could probably enter an oyster eating contest and probably i'd be afraid to see how many i could knock back so, also are, are you a mignette girl lisa or what's your topping do you just do raw just lemon i'll do a mignette i will do i love the horseradish mm-hmm. i love the Tabasco. just like raw horseradish maybe a little hot sauce a lot of lemon lemon um, all. lemon and all yeah, lemon all of them. Um, but I also I'm never gonna like turn down trying a miso thing with it or like, mm. you know, different places do different things. Mm-hmm. And so I I like to um and I always just come back to my classic horseradish. Um, but it's fun too, I feel like mm-hmm. getting the different styles and the different sizes and stuff. I love tastings. Like that's something I really enjoy doing is wine tasting and like yes. at, at work, we do thirsty games, which is this thing where you, you know, you drink a beer and you have to say what beer it is without, you know, obviously knowing what it is. Um, so those kind of things are really fun to me. And obviously oysters, it's such a like it's such a potent thing that I feel like it's difficult to tell the difference. Um, but once somebody tells you like this one's sweet, this one's briny, this one's this or like the large ones are like this or the small ones are like this then you can kind of start to be like, okay, I get it. I get this. This one goes with this. I like to try this. Mm -hmm. You realize what regions you like too. Like I'm like a Baja and British Columbia girl is what I'm realizing as I taste around the oyster zones. Did you guys, did we talk about this? About oysters being vegan? Like there's like an argument that some vegans make, like they don't, obviously vegans don't eat any animal product, you know, butter or anything, but there's like, this like oysters are closer to like plant matter than animal matter. Like Hmm. I've heard some weak, like weak, uh, like argument and like maybe talk about like for four seconds, maybe drunk at a party, but this idea that oysters are vegan. I mean, I don't, 
I can't imagine that is true, but I've heard I've, and also I'm like briefly clicking into and like, is there, are, there's are many people asking that question. So I'm not sure if anyone I ever heard that. don't think they are. Um, but I do know people who think like, oh, that's like a rock, not a. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not sentient. Yeah. Beings. Mm-hmm. But they definitely like, they're I don't know. Meat. I understand right? <laughs> the idea of like, like, I don't want to say like, even broccoli is alive like i'm not going that far but like it is it can like move and do stuff like it creates Mm -hmm. pearls they're not just like there i think it's like the central nervous system argument argument right like they don't have a i could i could see it i think at that point it is like do you? I mean, whatever vegan, whatever <laughs> vegan know? came up with that is clever as fuck. You know, like yes. they obviously really wanted the oysters, and I applaud them for the links yeah. one will go to make the argument. Yeah, that feels. I don't know. That feels very uh, mutable. Yeah, Pisces. Like, so like, I'm vegan except okay. oysters because <laughs> they don't have brains. <laughs> yeah, I, I the thing I love about the animals is like the the pearl aspect, and I think that that to me speaks to something. Maybe in a way, a muscle doesn't. But like there is it's a grain of sand, right, that they create a pearl from. And it's like mm-hmm. something that enters their ecosystem that is foreign and probably, I would guess, not unwanted, maybe painful. Irritant. Yeah. And then they like shine it up and make it this beautiful thing. Um, <sighs> you know, that to me speaks to something like spiritual happening and like maybe that's just all cancer moon shit coming out. But. No, I, I think, think I I like that. I like that. And as I I um I'm letting that like wash over me. I feel like I've gotten the oyster card recently in my Mystic Monday polls. And oh. it that is one of the messages is of like, you know, working through something, turning it into turning an irritant into um a treasure, or at least like kind of I don't know, making I want to say making the best of something because I also have written down several times now that it's like I don't know if making the best of everything is a good thing um, but certainly those things that we you know to open up your whole shell uh, <laughs> to me feels more intrusive and uh, destructive than to integrate around a single grain of sand that has entered to go into that thing and I think that that like not throwing the baby out with the bathwater and going like what can we do with it having having a use for irritants i think also is very this pisces season uh as well i I also find you know pearls are not the most especially like the freshwater ones and stuff they're not the most like sought after most rare like you know they're not the blood diamond they're not the like super rare gemstones and stuff like that they are more commonly found. And so I find that it isn't really about like making the best of, you know, it's yeah. making your best, doing yeah. your best, making yeah. something beautiful out of yeah. something. It doesn't have to be the most precious piece of art, the Mona Lisa or like Chagall or whatever you're into. But, you know, you're today is drawing, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Aww. Wonderful. I love that. It makes me think of the mushroom fair that I just went to, too. I want to hear like, about the mushroom yeah. fair. The mushroom fair was, first of all, what a scene. I'm just, it was bumping. It was 
the hottest ticket in Los Angeles. Like I couldn't believe how many people were there. Saw some celebs. I'm I never see celebs in LA. I'm like, okay, they are out at the mushroom fair. Um, my only and if the mushroom LA, if the LA Mycological Society is listening, hi, former member. Maybe I'll sign up again this year. But and actually I would like to because I'd like to go on, I really like to do nature inspired outings for the rest of my life, but also for this, like going on the forays with the, you know, I know there's like a SoCal forage women's group and all that. And it was fun talking to other foragers who are like, you forage? I'm like, well, I have a little bit, you know, and then I'd show them the picture. They're like, that's great. And, you know, um, but it was at the Botanic Garden. I will say it was so many people for such a small space. It was a little like, I don't think they knew how many people were going to come. It was maybe set up for like a few hundred. There was totally thousands of people. Like it was parking. You had to park. You had to like park on like the lawn. Like they're like trying to figure out where to get people to park because it was like at capacity. Anywho, logistics a little tough, but it was cool. Uh, I feel like we need to like vent. I it's just the community I want to get down with and like vent. I love everyone's outfits. Everyone's wearing great hats and overalls. Like the look, the looks were great. Um. A lot of, I know I talked to you a bit in person about it, Julia, but a lot of the demonstrations, because I think Steve asked me, he was like, oh, is it about eating them or like, you know, the food or the psychedelics, not psychedelic based. I'm sure there is times where it will be. Um, but it was really about just like the science. It was very, something interesting that they shared was every, and there's thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of different types of mushroom. They all have a poisonous look like which is pretty fascinating, you know, like they yeah. all have something that is a deadly duplicate. And also even like a chanterelle will grow on the same exact same log with its deadly look like the jack-o'-lantern mushroom, like next to each other. They'll be mixed in with each other. They, they work together to protect each other, basically. Um, How Gemini Mars I know, is that? I know. I know. It was really fascinating. And also like this old, this old timer was like, here's this mushroom. Here's this mushroom. Which one do you think's like not poisonous? And be like that one, that one. He's like, they're both poisonous. You know, like they're both this. Like, and because I think it was a good reminder too, especially since foraging has really boomed, especially in the pandemic. You know, people have the time or they're working from home, so they'll pop out or they just want to find their own food. Um, it was a good reminder of like, you know, your app that scans it is not the only source, and you should probably consult experts and there's people who've been doing this like a long time i'm sure it's similar to how the astrology community feels like there's some old timers there who are like you guys like you gotta i don't know it was just like it was nice to hear the elders sort of speak on mushroom mushroom knowledge um and then it was just cool like setup displays of like there's like i'm just holding big mushrooms and like looking at stuff there's ones that like smell like candy there's some that smell like cleaning products like there was this one called like the clorox mushroom it like smells like bleach which is whoa, wild whoa i'd get chaga chocolate um good chaga salt uh so there was like some food things wanted some merch but i didn't find anything that was my style i need to go back um and yeah it was just like it was just a cute nerdy event and mushrooms so fun. mushrooms rock i'm very into them and um i think just there was a bioluminescent display, but it was like in a classroom and 700 people were in line. And I was like, I guess I won't see the glow in the dark mushrooms, but that's okay. Next and that year. botanic art. Yeah, yeah. Next year. And that botanic garden was really sick. And like, just like 87 acres, like kind of near Torrance and South Palos Verde. So it was like beautiful. And uh, yeah, it was just like a, 
just a nice I, I, I that weekend I also went to P22's funeral and I I maybe it's because of the Leo full moon weekend to give a peek of when we're recording still in Aquarius season but I was like I went to like two very family friendly events like it was like mm. there was a lot of I think me and pop were like this is for babies but sometimes it's kind of nice to go to events that are for babies yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. We're babies. I think, <laughs> yeah. especially in conjunction with like the Pisces season episode, because I think um, something for babies is really like for everyone. Yes, um, that's what I, exactly. It's hard to yeah. like say I want to do stuff for babies. So like <laughs> they say it's for everyone, but right. like as we get older, like we need. We don't have school. We don't have some, we don't get to talk to our elders and learn and be Science educated. Fair. And yeah, we don't. And so we need those things. We need refreshers on them. We need reminders of them. We don't have to do it every day, but it's like that cycle thing of like getting older and being reminded of the things that you used to do when you were young and all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even like P22's fest, like, you know, they had this elementary school come out from Westlake and the kids were passing them like, being like B22 taught me that even though you can live somewhere that's hard you can make it happen and your neighbors care about you and I'm like oh <laughs> like just cry like oh my god one kid was like B22 taught me and also by the way if you don't know who P22 is it's the famous mountain lion that crossed two fucking freeways in 2012 and lived in Griffith Park which is our big city park here it's shouldn't he shouldn't have lived there like it was a weird phenomenon but he lived there for a decade and everybody in los angeles loved him so much and the yeah, unofficial we, mayor of la mm-hmm, yeah. la's loneliest bachelor and yeah he unfortunately had to be euthanized because he had like mange and disorders and been hit by a car a few times because he would come into the neighborhoods not too far from where we all live so um but now they are working on a huge wildlife crossing bridge in Agora Hills so that the Santa Monica mountain lions can roam and spread their territory and also working on, it was just a good reminder too of like, I was just having like a very environmentalist. I was girl mm-hmm. weekend where I was like feeling like, what's that girl in babysitters club? Who's like the environmentalist girl. I don't know. Feeling very like I had like an earth day, like protest board, you Is know, it like gone. I think it is Dawn. Dawn. I think it is Dawn. Dawn. I was like, it feels like Dawn. I was feeling very Dawn all weekend of just like, yeah, like, or like Cher and Clueless. We got to save the mountain lions. Like, Mm -hmm. and we need to to grow and respect the mushroom and and these territories and not over, you know, overpick. And also that's the other thing with mushrooms too, is like, you shouldn't take the entire fruiting body. You cut off a bit and save it and you use what you want to use. Um, and also talking about with P22, banning rat poison too, which is important, not just for mountain lions, but all animals and pets, like your dog shouldn't be looking runoff rat poison that comes into puddles on the street. So it's just like cool to see people caring about stuff that's very niche, uh, but it's not niche because it's our planet and, and we're just, just, we're the people that colonized it and took over it. So thought I have some respect yeah. to you assholes well it's like i i love that about it's for everyone and it also is like not just about your own i think it's like the opposite of niche almost where it, it is niche because not everybody's into mushrooms it is specific but it is also a thing it's that now isn't, niche yeah it isn't like your friend group with people generally your age at your city at your oh yeah group. like no. it's not so localized in that same way and i think that we can so much of our lives can be about us like, yeah. which is I mean it is your life so you know do you but also the awareness that other 
it's all of it. Yeah. Getting out of your bubble, I think, is a always a good reminder. And even at the mushroom fair, I was like, wow, Adam Schiff came out and I there's people like jumping up and down applauding him. Like, not my cup of tea. Interesting. Oh, Diplo came out. Like, you know, it's like oh, it's just different. Every people are doing different stuff, but we're here for P22. And same with the mushrooms. There's all different types of people, but we're here for the mushrooms. Yeah. I think that's totally um to me, like the beginning of Pisces season with this new moon happening just mm, two days mm-hmm. after the sun enters Pisces. And we've kind of had this trend a little bit, haven't we? Yeah. And maybe I'm it's losing like, my. Yeah, we're no, kicking off. No, we've been kicking off the it's sun season with day. the new moon. Yeah. And I really like it. There really are, I feel like, more culminations that seem to be happening on full moons. Maybe I'm just becoming more and more aware of astrology the more we study it. Um, But it does there is this new moon happening just right off the bat in Pisces season and obviously you can hear more about that on our Patreon um but it's there is it's kind of clustered um it's all on one side of the chart which I think is really interesting and so I do think it is that pushing to do things you haven't done in a while or community-based things or things that like I don't know, things that feed that and having those that new energy right with the beginning of Pisces season. And then we have Venus going into Aries, which I also think is going to be interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I it's I have a friend who's Venus Aries and they always ask about their romantic stuff. And when people ask about romantic stuff, I tend to look at their Venus signs and um, I always ask like how they feel about themselves, you know. And it's never an answer. Um, always something, you know, self-deprecating or or pushing away from looking at. Um, and so I think that happening kind of in the beginning of this very spiritual time, Pisces season, um, definitely it can be tough to look at ourselves. It can be tough to talk about what we value and what we love and our especially in our body. I feel like Aries is very that first house stuff, it's very like physical body and and body image and all of those kind of things so um i think getting out and do is definitely a aries venus value um and also like trying not to put other people's notions of who you are on yourself uh as a theme for the season Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think that my like there's a lot of push-pull, I feel like, in this Pisces season. Um, a lot of kind of like, I feel like we've talked about this before, and I was listening to a lot of classical music when I was looking through the transits, and so thinking of the kind of like instrumental groups as these as the transits too. Um, but it made me think of like the fire team and the water team, and because we have a lot of uh, sextiles where it will be, you know, the, the water team and the fire team, and a lot of trines with the fire team. Um, but my like tagline of this was out of the shadows and into the depths, uh, because we are going to be out of that Mercury retrograde shadow for sure. But we are still technically in the Mars retrograde shadow, which is wild. Stop. Um, Just stop. We've had yeah, enough. Yeah. I know. I was like, <laughs> and I think we all are there, but I think it also is like a time where we are really in the depths of these things because it's kind of like we're out of the shadow, but we're going to be revisiting some of those um, same transits that we had during Mars retrograde. We're going back over that territory now direct. Um, And so I think that there is a lot of new stuff happening, but it is also going to be through the lens of 
where we have been and we're going to get, mm-hmm. you know, Saturn Saturn is ending its time in Aquarius. It will retrograde back briefly, I believe, but you know, I do this also feels like that kind of like Oh no, it stops at zero to it stops, oh, yeah, it stops at zero right to by zero. That's so right. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like we're not like it looks it edges if you like click through, you're like, yeah. is it is it? But it's no. like, yeah, no, we're we can't we're done. We cannot go back, unfortunately, or fortunately. Both I think both. And it's there are gonna be some things uh like, you know, we on the 22nd, we have this full moon. Uh, wait, am I? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I was like, what am I talking about? There's a trine to uh, Mercury trine Mars in Gemini that's going to be at the same degree as we had our, our Gemini full moon in December. So I think thinking mm. back to that, um, we also are going to have this. I like this like 29 degree. We have the Saturn uh, Mercury conjunction on the 2nd of March. Uh, as we are thinking about Saturn, like leaving its home sign where it's been for not just Aquarius, but in Capricorn previously, we are kind of going into this uncharted territory, which feels very Pisces Saturn too. But this kind of like, I don't know, what did we, did we make good use of our time and the kind of grief and, and regret that comes with knowing that time is up kind of, it made me think of like high school graduation where you go like, this, this were supposed to be the best years of our lives. Like, what did I do? The blast, whatever. Is anything going to be better in the future? And it's like, yes, of course. But it is also, you know, coming to terms with, I don't know. Yeah. What have we, what have we been up to? Uh, mm-hmm. And there's a lot of Chiron action as there has been, has been uh, in these past few months, but. Mm-hmm. I, I feel that, um, you know, we have the Mercury Pisces and Saturn Pisces happening that same week. Um, and I don't know why, maybe because I have a lot in the 12th and because I'm going into 12th house perfection year, but the thought of Saturn Pisces makes me slightly nauseous. I don't know what it is. And it's not, I'm not saying your Saturn return is going to be horrible or anything like that. Um, it's more of a personal feeling. And I think that a lot of it for me is that we haven't had structure a lot over the last few years because of covid we also have i think throughout lockdowns and and all of the you know rules and changing all of that stuff we had a kind of i think power through mentality and we can get through this and all of that kind of thing and the power through has become like corporatized and and labor focused in a way that makes me uncomfortable um where it's like there's this like shut up and do your job kind of vibe mm-hmm. yeah and so it's it scares me a little bit on the labor front because i think we do need structure for workers and saturn pisces is not like a super structured placement um so i think rem- reminders of those community based things and organizational organizations that are you know maybe nonprofits or those kind of things, I think it might be a good time to really focus on those where those do feel like struck like Saturn Pisces, like a charity to me feels very Saturn Pisces, where it's like an organization of thing that is an organization or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think going towards some of those, even if it's just like causes, I guess, is what is coming up for me as an antidote to the kind of feeling like, I I need a little structure. What do you mean there's going to be less of it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, we get 
Yeah, yeah no, Paul Pisces, Pi- like maybe it's I'm traumatized from when Jupiter was in Pisces, which I yeah. think was supposed to be marketed as this. Oh, it's back and it's traditional ruler. So fun. And I felt like that was, that was mm-hmm. weird. I feel like most people are like this time kind of sucks. And I'm now on the, you know, uh, maybe, maybe like maybe Pisces is ruled by Neptune. I, I yeah, yeah. Jupiter away <laughs> from this thing because I do think Pisces can just be so dissolved and detached and yeah like now that we're entering like we're entering a really aimless time in a Saturn Saturn in a placement that's also tends to be a little aimless too so maybe I don't know doesn't mean again that that's gonna be all bad we will see we are gonna get a lot of positive encouragement from Uranus so maybe that is like I don't know. I just saw a news article like California is going to maybe start producing its own insulin to like cut the cost. Like maybe it is finding like clever, soul fulfilling workarounds to the structures that have been so permanent. It's like, well, what if we dissolved it and made a new structure? So mm-hmm. I-, I think we'll see both. I think it's going to feel very lawless and unruly and then also very inventive and smart. And also I think people don't want to work for places that make them feel bad. We've already mm-hmm. been kind of like that, but like I could see that being double, triply encouraged. Like, yeah, I don't, I just saw like a, a job in media and TV that was like, there's never like full time work in this sort of realm, but it was like, oh, it's for like a God, like, like yeah. Tony Robbins, at, like, no, like all the benefits, all that sounds great, but like, I don't want to, no, like mm-hmm. I can't sell my soul like that. So I, I think I think a lot of people are gonna have that check in maybe during this time too. Absolutely. I think we have that Venus Jupiter conjunction on the first of of March in Aries. And I think that that also is coming before we have a Venus Chiron conjunction. And I think thinking of those things of like what's making us feel like our I don't just high, highlighting those things, what's making us feel bad, what's making us feel good, how are we embodying our values? And is are we like using our limited time and lives for things that are i don't know at the ver- at the very least making us feel good but hopefully making the world good making your community good making your friends good making making your families good mhm yeah and i think too that day saturn does move into pisces it's on the full moon in virgo which just feels very fitting and very reflective mm-hmm. and um where we can change the story for ourselves, like where I think it's been, I don't know about you guys, but I know almost every human being I've talked to 2023 so far, kind of meh. It's been kind of meh. It's been kind of blah. It's been kind of unmotivating. Um, I think people feel like they want change, but they don't know what, like that. It almost feels like Saturn's already in the stereotype things of Pisces, you know, like that, but it's the final of Aquarius where I think it's like, what am I, what is the future? Like, where mm-hmm. am I going? Like, we are, and I've, I've seen this a lot of astrologers say, like, Saturn moving signs, even if you don't have Saturn in Aquarius or Saturn in Pisces, we're all still learned a Saturn lesson during this time. And we're in the final days of, like, Saturn Aquarius. And I do think community, the future, the structure, where we're going, what we're doing, um, is it new? Is it exciting? Is it inventive? Is it interesting? And I think if everything is feeling like, no, my job's pretty boring and this kind of sucks and I haven't done anything. I haven't laughed in a while. Like, I think, I think there's this like waiting for a change. And I, I, I do think that maybe once we get a, I think like 
player season is starting to rumble, but we've had still everything deep in the shadows with Mercury retro. I mean, we're just leaving the shadow of Mercury retrograde as we're recording this. And then, like you mentioned, Mars retrograde shadow still until we move Mars into Cancer on March, not till Aries season. So we're still having those little remnants of slowness. And I, but I do think Pisces is when we're just starting to get like rev up the engine a little bit. Cause I do, I think if the planets, if the planets are doing what they normally do, once we hit Aries season, once we hit like March, like full blown March, it should hopefully have a little more spring, literally Mm -hmm. with the equinox and, but spring in terms of momentum. I think too, maybe if you've been waiting for something big, exciting to change in your life, if you've been waiting this long, you just need to do something now. Like, Mm -hmm. and if that's not your, you didn't get your dream job, then if it's honey, then that means we're starting to postmates, aren't we? Cause like, we just Mm got to do something to like, not go absolutely nuts and bonkers. So Mm -hmm. I think, or if it's, if the right things aren't, I've been having that a lot where I wanted to get these jobs or do these things and then they don't work out. And I'm like, is the universe waiting for something better for me? I mean, it is like the slow, sleepy, waited out time. Um, so I don't know. I think it's still, you know, I think it's still good, like planting the seeds for what you want to do come spring, if not everything has been cultivated and using that last little room of Mars and Gemini, which is our connections, our friendships, our community to like, let people know the things that we want to do, especially if we're getting, as Julia mentioned, like that trying from when we have Aquarius Mercury and we're having all this air still remaining air placements with Aquarius stuff, encouraging that connection with the Gemini Mars air sign stuff to let people know what we're trying to do. If you I, haven't done it already, I think too, we're just, it's very, it's funny because it, we're leaving Saturn in Aquarius, but I think that we are needing to be very future oriented and we're going to be getting some, I don't want to say second chances because we've had these several times, but, um, where is my, sorry, I'm like looking for the exact date of this. We're going to have on the 14th, um, uh, Mars square Neptune, uh, again, and this was a transit that we had during the Mars retrograde, dur- during Mars direct during Mars retrograde. And this is the final one. Um, and I don't remember who posted it. I want to say Ari Felix saltwater stars, but, um, I could be incorrect. So forgive me for misattributing, but someone was saying like the time for looking to the past is kind of done and not to say that the past is done and that we're not there, but I think that this reiteration of this Mars square Neptune to me is this kind of like, I'm not sure what to do. The past ain't it of where we're going anymore. And I think this is another chance for us to go like, Hey, we've met this Mars direct. We've met this Mars retrograde. We are now meeting it again, direct as we are leaving this shadow in that same spot that we've kind of been in and doing, doing the same thing definitely isn't going to work. The the future minded thing also might not work, but it is at least going to get us to this next thing. And I think preparing ourselves not to have clarity in terms of outcome or even really direction, but this is a time when we are going like, who, who the hell are we when we feel unclear, when we need, um, what are the things that we can rely on when there is so much uncertainty? And that I think is what is something that needs to be cultivated and um, developed for Saturn and Pisces, a time when we cannot necessarily rely on structure. Where do you create your own? What is, what is like the, you know, what's the word like the the anchor in the storm that is happening around you because you can't we cannot just dissolve we cannot just stop everything and hide in a corner even though we want to we do need to draw on our reserves and know that we are all in 
in process of making a new world. Not not like it's all new or whatever, but in process of making a future. How are we moving forward and doing these things? We've just come from unprecedented times. Take a shot. Uh, get word throwback term um, that are likely to not come again in the same way. And how so we can't kind of can't use that as data points anymore for how the future is going to be. But we also are getting to decide how that future is going to be. And so what do we need to, what depths do we need to plumb in ourselves in order to feel ready to like move forward and start creating new things? What are we relying on and what needs to go? Well, I think yeah. there is a putting to rest um, here in this Pisces season mm -hmm. too. And I know I started out by saying like, it starts out with new and all of that. But I do find that um, Saturn entering, entering Pisces, that full moon, I think there is, and maybe this is like, um, something that we have to do on our own because it doesn't seem the government or like people are doing it, but a putting to rest of some of the COVID fear and some of the, and like the people that we've lost and all of mm -hmm. those things in whatever spiritual way like feels comfortable to you. And I'm not saying that COVID doesn't exist anymore or anything like that. I know that it's still, um, still raging actually. Um, uh, do, but... have you seen the new like infomercials? Sorry to interrupt the new, like, like there's like this infomercial I saw cause I was watching like TV with commercials. I think it was the bar rescue channel, um, that plays nonstop bar rescue, but it was like fight it or test it, check it, beat it, COVID. Like it, it's almost like, you know, yeah. Insert mm -hmm. any new medical thing. But I was like, we don't know the long-term effects, but okay. Like, I yeah. guess this is, it's cutie. It's cutified now. And like, just test it. It's like, test it, check it, beat it was like the thing. Beat the beat it. Like I felt like the language, obviously there's tons of market research. I'm sure that went into like, sure. We'll, we'll make people feel safe. And it was mm -hmm. test it, check it, it, beat it. I'm like, I'm like, beat it. This, the, the flu it's usually we had our chance someone. to beat it. Yeah. yeah. When also like the other illnesses will usually only take you out for a day or two COVID. I'm sorry if anyone here has had it. It's not mm -hmm. a one or two day thing ever. Even if you have the best case circumstance, you mm -hmm. feel fucked up for weeks and your work doesn't give a fucking shit no more. Mm -hmm. So, and if they did even to begin with. So anyways, I think some micro rant of like, no, the normalization but of I where we're at. That, um, like with, with that stuff, you know, um, it's, it's not that I think we have to put it in the past or whatever, but I do feel like, and this is a hot button topic for when we're recording, but probably not, or maybe still is, but like the Chinese balloon, for instance, where it's like other governments are not putting a halt on surveilling or whatever, like other things, things are going to be moving forward in a global space in a way that we haven't seen. Mm -hmm. Even the Ukraine Us being mad about crisis. spying. Are you kidding me? Like, as I'm sorry, as the United States, oh. it's like, but also, like, that is coming back into focus and mm -hmm. and conflict in other nations and stuff coming back into focus. Where I think for a few years we were working on <laughs> in a more peaceful way with each other on health stuff, and it that is not happening now. And mm -hmm. so, I think there are going to be other things that come into focus. I'm not saying like, oh, pre prepare for war or whatever, but like. There are going to be other things that come into focus where we are going to have to lay to rest some of those ideals we held for throughout the pandemic and some of the things that slowed us down and all of those kind of things because other circumstances are going to arise. And I think in the same way, like talking about work and labor, I recently went to 
my old job to visit. And um, I was blown away by how much like people were willing to just immediately disclose like intimate details about how things are going. I mean, just it was like overwhelming where I was like, I don't work here. Like, can I get a fucking drink here? Like, are you guys really you're just going to dump on me about how you don't have a bartender? I wonder why you don't like, are you joking? Like, look at look at the way you're acting. And also at the same time, finding my footing in other in the more ninth house spaces of like things I want to pursue, things I want to try to to do and feeling fulfilled in those things and feeling able to do them, even though I don't get paid to do them. So I think there are like both of those things can exist together. And I think it's finding those things, going for them, your chosen field, the things you want to do that you're going to do regardless of if somebody gives you 15 fucking dollars an hour or not, you know, mm-hmm. some passions. Yes. Well, I think that we see that feeding this, the end of the, this like last, last month. And I do think that one of the things, and maybe this is because this I'm I am mutable, and a lot of this stuff I feel like is going to be hitting my chart directly, and so I'm very much personalizing. Um, but I think thinking of this month as like a classical music piece, where there are going to be different instruments playing, there are going to be moments of tension and release, and and all of that. But understanding that that is also part of like the story, and at the end of this, there will be like a different kind of music playing and all of it is still, it is still music. It is still a dance and we are in it and a part of it. And so to kind of like lean into it, not necessarily again, being certain or, or um, clear, but also that that's like part of it and very Pisces. Um, But Mm -hmm. I think that this like last stretch of the month where we get the moon in Sag around the 14th, we have that um, uh, square, Mars Neptune square then we also get a sun Neptune conjunction we get a Mercury Neptune conjunction we get the Sag moon moving through all of that stuff opposing the Gemini Mars also squaring this Mercury Neptune uh square action and then we get the moon moving into Capricorn as it leaves like same thing kind of sextiling and then squaring the sextiling the water team squaring the fire team and having those be kind of our like final things of just like really updating clearing final straws kinds of Mm -hmm. energy to me which I think can be really empowering especially if we know that that is what we are being encouraged to see and do and feel um that it's not so much I think we need we need those dynamic energies in our lives I know I certainly do need those pushes and reminders but I think Mm -hmm. at the end of this we have like this even up until like the last minute of Pisces season we get like uh, the moon moves into Pisces because we're going to get another one of those new moons right away as this after the sun moves into Aries on the 20th um, but the moon is in Pisces it's going to sextile Uranus and the sun is going to sextile Pluto at the anoretic degree on its way out so it is very like we're again I, there's no going back so yeah like as anytime you're trying I think keeping that in mind where it's like everything needs to be pushing forward not not at any cost, not overdoing ourselves, but doing things in a way that is future forward moving because any attempts to go backwards, I think you're going to be met with like fractured energy that is going to double down on the message that it's time Mm -hmm. to move forward. We're doing things a new way. We are new, we are changed, whether we wanted to or not. 
it that them's the bricks. Uh, well, so let's, no. And know? that's going to be hard for with the, I think yeah. with uh, with Pisces overall as our sun sign, you know, in this season. But it does feel like I don't know, like it does feel like that last romp or like that last memory of those things. And you said something with the classical music that I was think I thought and wrote down well, last time I did psychedelics, which because I was listening to very dramatic classical music. And I was just like, I just remember writing down like sweeping scores is better than any ambient music. And which I love, also love this uh, ambient music as well. But I think it was that reminder of like, oh, I could put on like safe chill beats to trip to, or I could, or I could push, challenge myself. Mm-hmm. I could yeah. challenge myself mm-hmm. a little bit. And maybe still listening in this, or maybe there is going to be a moment like skip, skip. That's not like, that's not mm-hmm. the song I want to hear, but God, like give, it's a, I think I wrote about this in my newsletter, but too, like, I feel like this coming season feels like a pulse check. Like mm-hmm. what is actually getting your heart rate elevated in an excitement way? What things are just fucking boring and over. And even, you know, we've seen this with our pod, like 2018 stylistically is a very different than 2023. They are getting further and further away. Mm-hmm. And the, I think even with like social, you know, take a shot, social media, like how much we want to share, how much we want to post, like, in what realms that we do this? Like, I don't know. I could see maybe a return to different. Were we, were we like talking about like face? We're like, will Facebook have a comeback? Like we were just joking around, but maybe like, I, I do think the systems in which we're engaging in our world are up for review and up for ad- adaptation who's, and adjustment. Who's profiting from us continue like in this endless mm-hmm. cycle? What are we getting out of it? Not in a like, you know, pay it whatever but it is the like what are you what are you getting how is this adding and what is happening like what is this allowing to happen and what like when we come out of the social media k-hole what what is the physical world around you and what do we like pisces it's up to you to be a part of something it's it's this pisces aquarius sure is a little removed from community while still oriented that way but pisces is I'm so in this fucking community that I can't see straight unless Mm -hmm. things go a certain way or whatever. And so it is, it can be, you know, it can be tough to dig through some of that stuff and have to be a part of things and have to actually take action and make change. And, and uh, like Pisces natal sun people, I think we don't give them enough credit for doing like taking action. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think one last, uh, cause I know we, one last thing too is there are these just like glimmers of hope. I'm just remembering that on the 16th again, this out this Pisces outro when the music starts to kind of change. I think into a into spring, into this Aries New Year. New Year starts the 20th. Um, Venus moves into Taurus, and we get our first uh, like Saturn aspect with this, and we get a sat a Venus Venus sextile Saturn, which makes me think of you know Venus and Uranus. Uh, conjoining at some point uh, in this Venus cycle and how we are I think that to me is like a hopeful we're going to embody some some change and see some of this work that we've been doing again even if it's not we might not like how that is but some sort of kind of like tangible something there so I think like keep keeping the faith keeping your nose down and and focusing on on the work even when it's hard and and knowing that there is relief from that tension if we are willing to sit with it and stay with it and here hopefully find some 
resonance and beauty within that tense music. Mm -hmm. And just we're going to zip through that Venus and Aries yeah. too. We're going to have Venus and Taurus in the mix too, towards the end of Pisces season. Like we are getting reset back to the beginning of the Zodiac uh, soon. So I think, yeah, I think just hang on, tell people what you need, tell people how you're feeling. The amount of texts I even got on this week where I was like, I just needed to share. I think because sometimes people be like, you look so together. And I'm like, bitch, like, no, like, yeah, looks like, what am I going to do to post my, like, my like most hungover, like crusted vagina selfie. Like, no, like we're all, we're all having a horrible time, but it's okay because hopefully we can get together and have a great time. And that's my last thing with tickets being so expensive for concerts too. What a better time to go out to local events where tickets mm. are sometimes free or $12. I'm sorry, Ticketmaster. You have bullied us all back to going to local fucking venue shows. Ha look at you. Yeah. And we're going to see that with all, with real estate, with Every, anything that's gotten to such points where it's like, no, I can't pay that. Like, let's start, start a new scene. Find your local thing. Find some emerging artists and things like that that you can't afford because we, we have gotten we've gotten too. let's let the big. Let's not be too big to fail. Let's let that. Let's let it go. Fine. Bye. Mm -hmm. Bye. I'll watch it with my friends at my house and we'll get drunk at home for a free baby and watch the Beyonce doc. I mean, I'd love to go see Renaissance. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, not for not when it's a cost of a flight to Europe. No, it's just not worth it to me. Sorry, babe. Sorry, babe. Love you. All right. Well, all right. Season. Let's we're moving. Surf's up. Let's go. <laughs> yep. We're moving. Oysters on a half shell. Time time jumps. Let's mm -hmm. let's be there. Let's do it. All right. We love you. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to What's Your Sign. Please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love this podcast, please support us. Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast. The link to support us is in the show notes. Follow us on Instagram at what's your sign podcast on Twitter at what's YR sign underscore pod and TikTok at what's your sign podcast for business opportunities, advertising or commission readings. Email us. What's your sign podcast at gmail.com. WIS is produced by Julia Loken, Stevie Anderson and Lisa Chanu. Artwork by Alexa Vicious and theme song by Honor Nezzo.